You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for a spoiler-free review of a true story. So, realistically, it may be not be spoiler-free because all of this stuff is based on stuff that's happened, but... We'll get into it. It is Ford v Ferrari, uh, possibly the first of our Oscar movies, maybe. Um, possibly this is one of these ones that is getting a bit of Oscar buzz, but uh, a, a movie that is uh, one that maybe isn't one you think we're going to cover, but uh, there's reasons, I think, behind us covering this one, and we're obviously going to get to that very, very shortly. But I'll start off by saying, my name is Ben. Oh, no! And... Hey, I'm an Italian. <laughs> and my name is Mallory. And hey, I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah, that. I really, I, I was struggling the whole car trip home trying to think of. Uh, I was trying to think of that happy song that he was singing in the car. H a p p y. Yeah, it was something I, like I that. I don't really know how it goes. All because I'm was... happy, clap along. If you no, it wasn't that, but um. Uh, Ford v Ferrari. So this is uh, the latest film from Christian Bale and Matt Damon, directed by James Mangold, the man behind Logan, The Wolverine, Night and Day, Walk the Line, Girl Interrupted. Uh, and this is the true story uh, about the 1966 24-hour Le Mans motor race and basically Ford winning that race and how they got there. And I I would say that straight off the bandwagon that I liked this film. Uh, I think it was very, very good. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know about the title. I think realistically this should be uh, the story about Ken Miles and Carol Shelby. I think you could have come it around, named it something differently because... Um, it's a bit misleading. I think we only get about 15% of this film is about the battle between these two. But anyway, I enjoyed this film. What did you think? I also enjoyed this film. I had other things to say in the opening bit, but I've forgotten them because I got distracted. I would like to know your thoughts going into this, though, because this would maybe be a movie that I wouldn't assume that you would probably want to actually go and see. Um, I mean, besides your boyfriend being in it, but... (laughs) It's a it's a car racing movie essentially, uh, although there isn't maybe as much racing in it as you maybe think there's going to be. But I know what um, I was say. go go for it. Okay, I was going to say spoiler free. Are you ready for all the spoilers? These are going to be the two spoilers. First, when the first um, like sign at the movie theater came out, Ben was like, "Oh, we're going to see this movie," and then it's like. Oh, who wins? And Ben was just automatically answered, didn't even hesitate to tell me who won. And, like, legitimately, I wouldn't have known the answer to that. Second, the guy dies at the end. This is history, people. It's not a spoiler. Mallory did not know that he died at the end. I, look, I, I will be completely honest with you. I didn't either. Like, I am a Formula One fan. I'm not really into a lot of um, history around other motor racing. So the only reason I knew Ford won was because when this movie was announced and I read a little bit about it, about why they're making this movie, so I was aware. And also, it's an American movie. Ford is American. They're not going to be making a movie about Ferrari winning. So, you know, it was quite clear to me. They could be. Yeah, well, let's be honest, they didn't. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't aware that Ken Miles died, um, which, look, it's a sad fact of motor racing in that period. Uh, littered with deaths, not as safe as it is now. And, um, 
you know, let's be honest, it's not really that surprising. But it, it's kind of like Rush. Like, I knew a lot of the history around Rush, so I basically knew everything that was going to happen in that because it was based around the very famous incident around Nicky Lauder and his, you know, horrific incident. But, yeah, anyway, the point is I knew as little as I told you, basically. So, I, I mean, did you go into this? Uh, what was the main reason you came along to see this? Was it the Christian Bale factor, purely that? Or? And Matt Damon. I like Matt Damon. Maybe not as much as like Christian Bale, but I like Matt Damon. But but like for you to then come and like yeah, because you you didn't really hesitate to come and see this movie. It was kind of like say with Terminator, for example, you initially were like eh, and then it was like oh maybe I'll watch them, and then it got to the point where you're like nah, you just go see it by yourself. See, I think that I equate this as a car movie being like a sports movie, and generally you can't go wrong with a sports movie. Well, you really liked Rush, didn't you? I did. I have quite enjoyed it, and I think that. Herbie. Uh, is that the Lindsay Lohan one? Yep. Oh, really? Um, That's a bad thing to compare Another to good example would be Cars. Another good example would be... I can't think Don't of any other too. car movies. <laughs> Are there other car movies that uh, I've plenty. seen? Um, uh, not that you would have seen. Um, the, the thing is with car movies, like... And I'm not talking Fast and Furious. I'm talking car oh, racing. They that's don't a count. good example. They don't count. Um... There's not a lot of modern-day car racing movies that really hold up in... You know, a, a fan like myself can really look and go, okay, yeah, that's good. Like, Driven is a classic example of... Sylvester Stallone was initially planning to make a Formula One movie and things went sour, so he ended up making about Indy cars instead. And it has its moments. It's a bit of cheap fun, but it's very over-the-top and not realistic. Does oh now I've lost what movie I was thinking of oh Baby Driver Countess car movie I'm more thinking of actual like like movies about cars car racing like uh, as in the yeah, sport I um I see where you're going in that instance you could include the Italian Job oh I love that movie um uh, yeah Mini Coopers I like yeah I like the Italian Job. Um, but, you know, I, I, this is obviously based on a historic event, again, similar to Rush. So I think if if you have seen Rush and you like Rush, you will like Ford v Ferrari. I think this is, you know, on a similar level to that. I think um, a big selling point, realistically, are the two male leads, and obviously mm. being Christian Bale and Matt Damon. I, I'm with I you. I, I like both of them. Uh, you obviously love Christian Bale for different reasons, but I've always liked Christian Bale. Uh, Colin, I know... But he's also, like... A fantastic actor. He, he is. Academy was, Award winner. I was telling the girls at work, because I told them that we were going to the movies because we went right after work, and I was telling them, like, how did you guys see the movie Vice last year before the Oscars? Like, he gained a lot of weight for that role. Like, look at this picture of him. He looks like a different person. And so since the filming of that movie until now, he had about seven months to lose 70 pounds, which is like 35 kilos. Um, which which he, I mean, this is what he does. This is a cr- very Christian Bale thing that he is able to, to do this because um, what was the movie? Was it The Fighter he won the Oscar for? Um, I think that was what he won the Oscar for. But, I mean, yeah, it was The, the Fighter. But he's, he's very re- renowned for putting on weight, losing weight. Like, he's a real method actor. Like, he's just, he really develops himself into the role. I mean, he beefed up big time, obviously, for Batman, um, and just all these sort of things. And then, yeah, exactly, playing Dick Cheney, the amount of weight he put on. So Christian Bale is, is easily one of the greatest actors of our generation. He's, he's fantastic. And I think what I personally love about Christian Bale is that he genuinely seems like a nice guy when he's not yelling at producers when he was in Terminator, that very famous clip that we talked about when we covered Terminator earlier this year. Um, 
but like yeah, Colin will see every Christian Bale movie because he mm-hmm. absolutely loves Christian Bale and. Yeah, I I think he's fantastic, uh, really fantastic. And Matt, Matt Damon's one of those guys too. Like you, he's just great in everything. The the guy doesn't age, and neither does Christian Bale. You, we, I was gonna say we watch he... Little Women, and he looks the same as he does in Little Women. <laughs> he looks older in this movie, but I think that he, being as skinny as he was in this movie, I think helped to age him. It's yeah, uh, yeah, and but I mean Matt Damon's got a real baby face he anyway. Does, yeah. Um, wait, but, wait, wait, I was talking about Christian Bale. No, no, no. I yeah, was, yeah okay, I know, okay. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. But um, no, uh, I mean Matt Damon is four years older than Christian Bale. Funnily what? enough, that's crazy. No wow. way. Absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean again, the gist of this movie based on the 1996, it, it, but there's a lot of lead up and kind of just going to my point before when I was saying that I think the title's a little bit misleading because, look, I, I'm still sitting here in my Ferrari shirt. I came decked in my Ferrari shirt, my Ferrari jumper, my hat. I'm a Ferrari man through and through. I love my Ferrari. And it's kind of, you get a little bit at the beginning about Ferrari, then kind of there's a huge chunk of this movie really doesn't have anything to do with it. And then you obviously get the, the ultimate climax, you know, at the 66 Le Mans race where there's a bit around Ferrari. But, like... I, I just think it's a little bit misleading. I think there should be more of this battle. Um, and that, to me, that I'm going to say it right now, is probably the only problem I have with this movie. The other problem is the guy who plays Enzo Ferrari looks nothing like Enzo Ferrari. Um, but that's just a little nitpick. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you walked out and straight away you were like, oh, I really want to buy a Ford. I, I definitely didn't feel that way. <laughs> I said this is the one time in my life that I really wanted to. We do own a Ford. We do own a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. We love our car, little we, Ron. <laughs> we used to always in our... <laughs> Stop it. Just in there, hang on a minute. We have a Ford. Like, what are we going to walk out and go, hang on a minute. We have a Ferrari. Um, I wish. Uh, that That's the smartest thing I think we've ever done ever on this show. We have a Ford. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, What was I going to say? I have no oh, idea. We used to always go for the joke in our house. Um, What does Ford stand for? Found on a rubbish dump. Fix or repair daily. Uh, and I think that this movie was a very accurate depiction of that saying. And there were a couple times throughout the movie where I was like, oh, yeah, fix or repair daily. <laughs> no, the found on a rubbish dump is a very Australian thing because um, our racing series of supercars uh, for pretty much all of my life was just Ford versus Holden. And it was very the Bogan battle. You were either Ford Holden. People would ask me, and go, oh, what are you, Ford or Holden? I'm like, I really don't give a shit, Ferrari. I used to say Ford just because my dad had a Ford at one point, but all the Holden fans would be like, found on a Ramish dump. Um, so, very bogan. I learned to drive on a Mazda. So my first car was a... Uh, Ma- Mazda used to be owned by Ford. Why that's relevant. Did it? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, well, actually, the first car I ever drove in was a Honda. Kelly had a Honda and I drove in that, but then the, my first actual car was a... It was a Toyota, but it was a actually a rebadged Holden. Like, I didn't get it. They had some weird deal with them that, like, Toyota would rebadge certain Holdens, and I had one. Then I had a Mazda. Then I had a Hyundai. Now we've got a Ford. Oh, actually, no, I had a, what, a Mitsubishi in between that. Anyway, this isn't the history of Ben and Mallory's cars. Um, but, yeah, I mean, both Christian Bale and Matt Damon are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think you were talking a little bit about Christian Bale's accent because he's kind of got a real Cockney English kind of accent, which I think I've always said a lot on this show that it took me a while to ever realise that Christian Bale was an American. 
uh, because I'd only ever, like, I think the first thing I ever saw him was maybe American Psycho, maybe not the best movie to watch as a kid, but hey, that was the first movie I ever saw him in. Clearly then the Batman movies, and this guy does a fantastic American accent, um, so believable. And then it wasn't until I saw him win the Oscar when he's like, oh, hello, I can't do a Welsh accent. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm the only Oscar winner from the fighter. I, I can't do Welsh accents. Um, and I was like, holy crap, where's he from? So that kind of clicked. So, I mean, you, you, I feel like you should talk about this. You were the one saying this in the car about how it's not really much of a stretch for him to do this accent. But, I mean, what talk about your thoughts on his portrayal and his accent and all the fun stuff there. All wonderful. What a beautiful face he has as well. Just put that in there while I can. I look. I didn't think he was overly attractive in this movie. I agree, but he wasn't made to be unattractive either. Like I, um, it's hard to describe because, like, I don't always see him as being an attractive man. This doesn't make sense, but like, like. If you take apart her features one by one, it's like, no, he's not attractive. But then you put them all together and he is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, he just has one of those faces where you're like, oh, like, it's different but good different. No, I, I get what you mean. I think he was made to be kind of more natural looking mm. in this film. Um, I agree. So that's maybe where I would say there. Um, but, yeah, like... I think that... There are a few moments with close-ups on his face when he's driving, where it's like, you look old and haggard. He's only 45, can I just point out? I actually thought he was older than that. But I think that, like, like I wasn't offended by that. I was like, you still make an attractive old man, you know? And that being said, he's only supposed to be 45 yeah, to in the 47 yeah. in this film. Um, but I also would have thought that he was older than that. Like, I think that... It feels like he's been around for a long time. Mm. Is that a fair? He, well, I think it's... I I think the 1960s as well, like... Um, how do I put this to sound nicely? Uh, I think when you were a certain age, you looked older than you were. Yeah. As in, like, if you were in your 40s in the 60s, you looked older than if you're in your 40s today. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to medicine, technology, you know, things... Stuff like that. And, uh, I know there's a lot more chemicals in foods... Things like that. I don't know. Different times. But I think that's just kind of a natural thing. But, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think kind of whether that was intentional to make him look almost like an older 45. And this is the thing, too. Like, this is an era of car racing where it was more common to be this age to race. Like, mm. you know, Bruce McLaren, uh, who's famous, famous Kiwi car racing driver if you know anything about formula one is and motorsport the same mclaren yeah, yeah. okay so, so okay. Well, i was gonna say if you know anything about formula one one of the most famous teams probably the most famous team in the history of the sport behind ferrari is mclaren started by bruce mclaren even though mclaren's not obviously a new zealand team but it was started by very famous new zealander bruce mclaren and he's kind of in this movie like you see him and there's talk of him but um he was the youngest formula one driver for a very long time and i think he was only 22 which i mean you think about it today max verstappen was 17 I mean, that's kind of the difference now uh, of ages. Like, you you almost have to be a late teen to early 20s to make your debut in Formula 1. Where back then, and this obviously isn't even Formula 1, um, you know, it's it's kind of the period with car racing where you needed to be that old. Um, but, I, look, I think I said before, I didn't really know a lot about Ken Miles, to be honest. Like, kind of, And I think this is really his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same with Carol Shelby, Matt Damon's character. Um, again, I didn't know a whole lot about him because, again, I don't know a whole lot of the history around Le Mans. 
But, um, yeah, I, I found it kind of interesting, their connection and sort of how it all led into them being, you know, coming together. And then sort of the whole Ford story, like it is, it's very Ford focused. Like this is kind of going into that whole 85, 15% spread of Ford v Ferrari. Like it, it just, it, it's a bit misleading. Um, I'm just seeing here, apparently it's 152 minutes runtime. It did not feel like a two and a half hour movie. Like I, that did that not. That is feel, a long time. Like that in no way felt like we were in that movie for two and a half hours. So that's that's crazy. Some of the supporting cast, um, I think, it's kind of difficult because I mean it is very much focused on Matt Damon and Christian Bale. But like um, Christian Bale, Kemal's wife, um, she's fairly prominent, played by uh, Katrina Balfi. I've not don't know her from anything really. Um, no. Are we about to talk about the kid? I'm ready to talk about the kid. Do we know the kid? We don't know the kid, but I am ready for him to be the next kid actor. He's good. Because he was great. Yeah, he was really good. In comparison to kid actors such as the kid in that Eli book, book, the book of, no? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is that what it's called? Yep, 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 yep. That kid's been in everything. There's another one who really annoys me. There's a lot that annoy me. (laughs) Like most kid actors take a little bit. Mm -hmm. This kid, kid actor... He's great. Like, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, he is Noah Jupe. Uh, he is 14 years old. Uh, and I'm looking here that he was in A Quiet Place. Uh, we've covered that on the show. I've not seen it. Um, so maybe that's probably one he's best known for. Television, um, nothing that I have seen so or heard well, of. Downton Abbey, though. Was he in Downton Abbey? Okay, cool. He, he played the role of child in, in the one first episode. episode. Oh, in one episode. Uh, and so... Uh, Katrina or Catriona Balfe, Balfe, completely butchering her name. I think she's best known clearly from a show called Outlander. Uh, I've never seen it. She was in The Devil Wears Prada, where she what? was an uncredited role as Clacker. Oh. So, uh, and she was in Now You See Me. Didn't you just watch that? I did. Where do you she see She was this? Jasmine Tressier. Do you I, know who I knows? still don't. Oh, I see it on the screen now. I need to see her face again. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help you? No, nope, not at all. She's 40. She looks good for her age. She looks very good for her age. She also did a wonderful job. Yeah, no, she was good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a huge role, to be honest, but, like, when she was in it, she was good. Um, the, the Sort of the other main trio is kind of the Ford crew. So you've got uh, Tracy Letts, who plays uh, Henry Ford II. Josh Lucas. I like Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas, I believe, um, Sweet Home Alabama, I think he was the one that Renee, uh, not Renee Zellweger, Reese Witherspoon ends up with instead of Patrick Dempsey. I think that's him. He was in American Psycho, funnily enough. He was in Hulk. Yeah, I remember him from Hulk. Um, I mean, he's kind of one of these people that you don't know you know, but you actually know. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, Red Dog, a very famous Australian movie, which, oh, God, I remember working at Sanity selling a lot of that movie. It was about a, a Red Dog, funnily enough. But it was, like a, it was like a dog that helped people or something or something along those lines. So, But I like Josh Lucas. He's, I guess you could almost call him... He's more villainous, I would almost argue, than Ferrari. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's kind of... A, it's a weird thing there. Um, and then you've got uh, the other kind of Ford guy... Uh, who is John Bernthal, uh, who I... He looked kind of familiar, and I'm just looking here if we know him from anything. We really know our uh, people here, clearly. Uh, he was in The Wolf of Wall Street, never seen it. Uh, he's in Date Night. I like that movie. Um, See, I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, he's been in so much. And then halfway through the movie, I realized, no, one of my customers at work looks exactly like him. He, re- he actually reminded me a little bit of, um, 
I've gone blank on the guy's name. Um, he plays Richard in Lost. Um, so, um, oh God, what's his name? We talk about him all the time. Goodness me. Um, and in turn, he reminds. Oh Nes- no, Nesta not Carbonell. even a little bit. No, 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 a little no, bit. No, a little bit. No. Um, no. One thing that I'm actually very excited for, and this isn't a spoiler because he's literally in it for like two minutes, like basically the opening scene of this movie, there's kind of this like race section and then there's a pit crew. And I turn to Mallory and I'm like, that that guy looks like Jonathan LaPaglia, the host of Australian Survivor. Like, And then you kind of see him again. I'm like, that that's I think that's Jonathan LaPaglia. Looked at the uh, IMDb. It's Jonathan LaPaglia. Jonathan LaPaglia, Australian Survivor host, is in this movie. Very exciting. Uh, I mean, some people maybe have only ever seen him in Australian Survivor, don't, act- don't actually realise he's an actor. Like, he was a very established actor before he ever was in Australian Survivor. So, um, slight little cool moment there to uh, to have from that. Um, the look of this film is fantastic. Mm. The, the racing is great. Uh, I think kind of when you're selling a movie around the premise of a, of a car race, uh, you've got to you've got to nail it. Um, I mean, look again. The comparisons with Rush, Rush nailed it perfectly. I'd say Rush did it better, but again, I think the Rush is a much better film. Um, I I walked out of Rush instantly in love with that movie, calling it, and it ended up in my top fifty movies of all time. I like this movie, but I wouldn't put this in my top probably in my top one hundred films of all time. Um, this year, it's probably in the top ten films of this year. But let's be honest, it's been a shit year for movies. But anyway, the point is the the racing sequences. What did you think of those? I thought they were very well done. I agree. I I don't like. See, I have a hard time thinking of what to compare it to because it's been a long time since we've seen Rush, and I'm like I'm struggling to think of. I'm struggling to think of that movie. Yeah, I think. I think we mentioned it that there's actually not a lot of racing compared to what you might think there would be. I mean, there's definitely large chunks of racing, but I mean, a large portion of this film is about the preparation. Like, there's only maybe three, four races. Well, I'd say three and a half because, like, the opening scene is barely a race. I think that you see a lot of, um, like, the preparation of the car, and it's a very mechanical side of it. More, like, you do see there's a lot of driving and testing and the mechanics of how a car works more than the racing aspect. But I... Like that's I think that's one of the things that I actually appreciated about this movie because it it didn't get boring because in that like in the bits they would say, Oh, this is what's wrong with this car and like it was very like they were analyzing it all the time and I liked that. Yeah, like because I guess there's a fine line in a movie like this where you're gonna have real petrol heads who are gonna go into this and expect you to speak their language. But then there are gonna be people who know nothing about cars and you don't you need to dumb it down to a level where they can understand what's going on. And I think they had a nice fine line with that. Um, and, you yeah, know, I agree with you. I think kind of it worked. Um, and I think sort of the the one thing I would say maybe that I didn't really feel we got was kind of the psyche of a racing driver. Like, I guess it was try to be more about the car. Mm. I mean, you know, a large portion of this is trying to sell um you know, Ken Miles as a driver, so he would drive in the race. I get that. But I think, um, again, to compare it to Rush, like, uh, you know, a movie that is very well based on a rivalry um, between Nicky Lauder and James Hunt, I think you get more into their racing styles a little bit more than you did here. And it, I guess in a movie called Ford v Ferrari, when it is about the cars, you, you're learning a little bit more about the cars themselves. So... 
Um, yeah, I think that was kind of unique. I did. I, I said that that one negative. I also think. Um, Again, it's not really a spoiler because if you if you Google this or you know who Ken Miles is, you know he's dead and that he died, how he died. I I wasn't a fan of the ending, not to the extent of I've, I've bagged out a lot of endings of movies this year, but I think the ending was fine. I just don't. It felt a bit rushed, kind of how they handled his death. Excuse me as I burp into the microphone. Does that make sense? I oh, see you. You've given me two different opinions where you say one side, his death is rushed, and on the other side, oh, why didn't the movie just end as soon as it was, as soon as he was dead? And I think both of your options are awful. And I just... Well, how like, would you have ended it? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to fix it. The because third... I, I think that, like, I, I liked the ending. I liked that, like, he, like, the torch is literally passed on in this movie in the ending and i appreciate that look yeah i i, I mean i'll try and rephrase what and i said i don't hate the ending i think the ending is fine like seriously like i didn't leave dissatisfied See, but it's just i think i think that the way they kind of the death happened and then it was kind of boom 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 i think you either end it on the death and have it on a bit more of a somber note you end it after the Le Mans race i was kind of thinking that was going to be the end um yeah like uh, all three satisfactory endings she has a look on her face. See, if they ended it after the race, I would have Googled him and then found out that he was dead and then said, why was this not in the movie? What I was just, the other option? Um, ending it on his death. I just, I just, no. just to kind of point on I, that though, like I just felt that his death scene didn't add anything new to the movie. I felt that, like, yes, I agree, but... Maybe it was that it just wasn't elaborate enough because at first I was like, oh, wait, like, is he dead? Mm. And I think that that, like, I think that that was the part where I think that scene should have been extended or maybe not extended, but just the sequence was a little bit awkward. It took a long time for the confirmation of his death to happen. And I think that for me was the hard part. Because I was like, oh, wait, like, is he still alive? Like, is he about to get out of this car? And then it's someone else and it's like, oh, wait, like, what's going on? Yeah. But that that's, that's yeah, like, I see what you're saying. But I, I just, yeah, I just think it was a little bit rushed. I'm trying to show you a picture of Enzo Ferrari to see that I don't think he looked like him at all. Eh. Yeah. They're making an Enzo Ferrari it's not movie. not as bad as I thought it was going to be. They're making an Enzo Ferrari movie, which, uh, which excites me. So, um, yeah. I mean, other, other visually bits, I mean, it's, I guess kind of, it's not an overly visual. I mean, the Le Mans stuff, again, I don't know much about Le Mans to, to really tell you, uh, how that look of the track looks. I think the, the sixties feel looks fantastic. Like you, you really do feel like you're there. I loved all of like the logos and the ads that you see in that kind of thing. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. No, I think that was, that was really good. Um, and yeah, I think kind of, uh, one thing I just mentioned too, with Christian Vale and, and Matt Damon, great chemistry with mm. each other. Like they they really work well off each other, um, so that was a that was a good thing too. But I, I don't know if there's a whole lot more really to add. I think kind of this is just a, a solid film. It's a good movie. I, I don't think this is like Terminator where we're going to grab it on for an hour about how much we didn't like it or Joker when it was a bit you know full on and everything. Um, I think this is just kind of a standard movie which you cover what you cover and you go in and you you enjoy it. Um, 
I still, yeah, I still literally can't believe that this was two and a half hours long. It just did not feel that way at all. And I will say quickly, sometimes we don't often do this in our um, spoiler free reviews, but it, currently it's getting quite good reviews, 91% sitting at Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. And yeah, a lot of, um, probably not based on the current uh, odds on favourites for the Oscars. This isn't definitely leading by any means, but it's definitely in contention. So you sort of look at the you know, lists of, oh, these should be in there and, the, oh, these probably will. Um, I think a lot of the talk is mainly around Christian Bale possibly getting a nod, Matt Damon's up there and possibly Ford v Ferrari in the Best Picture nominations. But mm. it's tricky with Best Picture because, you know, they can basically nominate anywhere between five and ten movies. So uh, I think we had nine this year, uh, uh, eight last year, or eight this year and nine last year. So, um, yeah, I, it's a bit early, but look, if we are to look at maybe the two movies that we have seen that are going to have Oscar buzz, uh, Joker, to me, was a better movie, and Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, look, to me, I've seen two movies, but, like, I think he's by far the lead right now. I agree. Um, I just really appreciate this quote from the b- Verity? Variety. Variety. Is that how you spell the word variety? V-A-R-I-E-T-Y, yes. Variety. That's how it's always been spelled. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Peter De Brugge. Yep. De Brugge. Um, he Brugge. says the best sports movies aren't so much about the sport as they are the personalities, and these two go big with the performances. Speaking of Bill and Damon, and I just think it like really sums up the movie. Like I, I think it encases it well because it's not about the sport, even I, though it is. I would agree that. These two go big with... I agree with that statement. I wouldn't agree that about sports movies. I think sports movies need to have that balance. I think mm. a sports movie is about the sport. I think that it's much about sport as his personalities. I mean, you know, I don't watch The Mighty Ducks. I mean, I love Milo Estevez, but I don't watch it purely for the fact that I love him that much. I want to see ice hockey. <laughs> um, you know, so Cool Runnings is great personalities and everything, but I also want to see the bobsledding, so... There's like two bobsledding scenes. Three. Have Five. You, there, are, there are a lot more than two bobsledding scenes in Cool Runnings. They have three runs, uh, at least in the end, and they're practicing. And Have you seen Cool Runnings? Yes, many times. God, let's always, hashtag download Cool Runnings recap. Uh, buying, renting, binning? Buy. I agree. Uh, I think this is a buy. And, um, yeah, a solid movie. I think uh, well worth a watch. And uh, we might be watching it again in a couple of months come Oscar season. Who knows? Um, I would be okay with that, honestly. I think this now, uh, I I do believe that Colin may be going to see the Shining sequel with Jamie. So they might be doing a... And it's completely lost my mind what it's called, The Sleeper or The Sleeping. or I can't remember. I don't know The Shining and horror movies. Uh, so I believe he is going to see that with Jamie. So that may be coming up next. There is a slight chance we may do a Jojo Rabbit one. We we haven't really committed to seeing that, so that might have to wait to Oscar movies again. But I, having those two aside in the maybe basket, that means that really I think the one movie that's left now for this year is is the big one, the granddaddy of them all, the one that we're currently taking 1,000 years to finish all the movies, and that, of course, is Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, not Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, first time I've been in the movie tonight. I've seen a trailer on the big screen. Looks fantastic on the big screen. You have your ticket with me. It is now less than five weeks till it comes out. Uh, how how are you feeling? You've seen them all. 
We've talked a lot about you in the Star Wars recaps, about you watching this along the way. So I just feel like just our listeners, they need to know your current thoughts and the, the remaining weeks in the lead up to the biggest movie of the year. There's so much excitement in your voice and I'm like, yeah, it's coming out. Like, I... I'm excited because it signifies the night before we leave for Australia. <laughs> I'm like, don't get me wrong. I am excited to see it, but I don't have that. Like, I'm not counting down the days. I'm not looking forward to it any more than I was looking forward to seeing this. You'll like, be the first ever female I've ever gone to see Star Wars with. There you go. That's um, that's big. That's a big deal, Mallory. This could be a deal breaker. Might not be going the next day, you know. Depends on how it all, how it all plays out. But you like Star Wars. You like you like you want an Ewok toy for Christmas. I do like Star Wars. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just like I'm more excited to see Little Women than I am to see Star Wars. That is just the worst thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Like no, no, no because <laughs> I grew up on Little Women. It is well, you were a Little Woman, so you grew up as a Little Woman. Sorry, that was a bad joke. She's serious about Little Women is very dear to Mallory, all right? She little she's all about the little women. She sees little women in the street, she's like, that's my bag. I like little women. Not in the wrong way. But like she likes little women, the movie. And the new one's coming out. It's exciting her. Sorry, talk about how little women is better than stuff. <clears throat> Sorry, I can't finish that sentence. Yes? <laughs> it's fine. Um to go to the extent of the excitement of Star Wars, you rang me up yesterday. I'm like, what day do we leave? I'm like, the 20th. I'm like, oh, so I could work on the 19th? I'm like, what time do you finish? And she's like, five. I'm like, good, Star Wars is at six. So, yeah, you're not eating dinner that night, I don't think. So, anyway. Download our Star Wars episodes now available. We did release a new hope this week, so that's exciting. And uh, more to come. Outside of that, of course, uh, Third Watch. We're very near the end of Third Watch. I think we've only got three more recaps to go of the episodes. And then we've got the series recap and the season six recap. Our Kobe Bell interview dropped this week. Fantastic. Very controversial episode of Survivor that happened this week. I'm recapping it with John Carroll. Uh, That's happening over the weekend. We've got plenty of questions in, but by all means, send some more in. Plenty to talk about with that. And other things to come as well. Colin's probably doing some things that I don't know about. Um, oh, The Amazing Race Australia is happening. Rossi and Jared are doing a good job there. Have I watched the show? Nope. Have I listened to their episodes? Nope. But I trust them enough that they've done a good job. So, uh, But thank you for listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. Instagram. All the other relevant channels. Um, you can head to iTunes and leave us a rating and feedback and all that fun stuff. And tell us why you're excited for Little Women over Star Wars. Because Little Women... Yep. My name is Ben, and hey, I'm Italian still. And my name is Mallory, and I still don't have another quote. The thing about the body is moving through space and time and figuring out who you are. Hey. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 